Welcome to the Spirit of Life Ministries. Spirit of Life Ministries aim is to call to the born-again body of believers to manifest the kingdom of God through the teaching and proclamation of the word of God, as well as the greater good for all humanity. Spirit of Life Foundation is based on Ephesians 4th chapter for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God and fullness of Christ, to the edifying of the body of Christ in love. Spirit of Life Ministry's heart is for the restoration of the soul and greater good for all out of love. Please welcome now Sister Beatrice Jackson. Thank you for joining Spirit of Life Ministries. I am Sister B. I give honor to God the Father, the Son, Jesus, who is the head of my life, and the Holy Spirit. Father, thank you for another day. I ask that you open the hearts of every listener. Give them to be receptive to your word and, and hear your heart for their lives. In the name of Jesus, I ask that you also hasten to perform your word in these last days for such a time as this. And I ask that you give me the grace to minister what you have given me. As always, I need you. All these things I ask in Jesus' name, and I thank you for them. Thank God. Amen. Well, we are yet in our series, If My People. And before I move forward, I need to just remind you that Spirit of Life Ministries is not a political platform. However, based on the God's, God's mandate for my life in this ministry, I do address the political climate under the leading of His Spirit. Well, praise God just to... Um, I want to just step back a minute and go to the beginning where all this started in regard to um, principalities and authority. And it all started in the garden with Adam and Eve where they lost their authority or handed it over to Satan. I did mention last week in uh, Ephesians, the sixth chapter, the 12th verse, where we wrestle against principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness in high places and the rulers of darkness of this world. And that's how it came about. That's how it came about. Uh, Adam and Eve handed their authority over to Satan, and he set up his kingdom. Yeah, they handed it over through uh, their disobedience of partaking of the, uh, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. We'll find that in Genesis 2, verse 17. I'm not going to read that. You can read it for your hearing if you so desire. And so um, he obtained authority to be the God of this world, the little chi, little chi God of this world. And what we see is the root of his kingdom. This sickness, death, poverty, injustice, disease, the killings, and so on. That's the, that's the fruit of the root, which are the principalities and, and other things that I mentioned in Ephesians, the sixth chapter and 12th verse, because he's, he's behind it all. But the good thing, the blessed thing is that Jesus came to restore all things and reconcile us back to God in right relationship as it was in the garden because the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And there is no sickness. There is no illness. There is no disease. There is no death. There is no poverty. There is no injustices in the kingdom of God. And we see that in the garden, everything is well and everybody is whole. And that's what Jesus has given us the charge to do as the church found in Matthew 16 verse 19 where he's given us charge to that whatsoever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven whatsoever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven and as we know that god needs our cooperation through prayer and the authority of jesus christ's name um, him being the son of the living god that peter spoke of 
in Matthew 16, verse 18, based on that revelation, him being the son of the living God. And everything is done in the authority of Jesus' name. That's how we take our authority in prayer and manifest the kingdom of God. We also talked about in Matthew 6, verses 9 through 10, thy kingdom come, talking about God now, when Jesus was telling his disciples how to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Excuse me, let me back up. Our, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Holy be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is how the manifestation of the kingdom of God is brought about in the authority of Jesus Christ's name, prayer, in order to birth the kingdom of God where it reflects heaven as God would have it. Let's look at representatives. That's what I want to look at today because God has representatives and Satan has representatives. Satan's representatives are found in Ephesians 6 verses 12. Verse 12. I want to go to 1 Samuel and look at just one of God's representatives. He had more than one, but just one because this is where in the big, this is the beginning of where things turned about. 1 Samuel 8, starting in verse 1. And it says, And it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel. Verse 3. And his sons walked not in his ways, but turned aside after lucre, which is money and bribes, dishonest gain, and took bribes and perverted judgment. Verse 5. And said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge over us like all the nations. This is where the problem came in. They wanted to make themselves a king like all the other nations. And God's people were unique in regard to him being the head. They were under a theocracy under God. And they were going by his word, his standard of living in order to live the blessed life. And God used Samuel to facilitate or bring this about. He was God's representative. Well, let me put it like this. We have been known for years up until, oh, A few years ago, a couple of presidents back, we have been known as a Christian nation. And when we began to lean towards being like other nations and denouncing or or renouncing or denying that we are a Christian nation, a problem came in. We already had problems, but they they got worse by looking at ourselves in that way. And we're not to look at ourselves as other nations. God made us unique to be one nation under God, as it is in, in First Samuel 8, as a theocracy, we considered ourselves to be one nation under God until a few years back. That's when things got messy. But anyway, and um, it goes on to say in verse 6, But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord, verse 7, And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people in all that they say unto thee, for they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me that I should not reign over them. So we see here that people tend to look at the representative, the, the, the human being, as who they are either accepting or rejecting. But God looks at it as, no, they're rejecting me. They're rejecting God. They don't look at it as a representative. They're looking at it in the natural rather than the spiritual. And that hurts us. That can hurt us as a people. Because God said in Romans 12, Verse 2, that we are to, it says, and do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove what you're, for yourselves what that will of God is, 
that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. Praise God. This is what God wants. But because some of us, not all of us, but because some of the people of God have conformed to the superficial values and the ideologies and the customs of this world, it has hurt us. Because even today, some of God's people want to be like the world. And it hurts us because Jesus has given us charge in the Word of God, and not just Jesus in the New Testament, but God to, to lead, to be the ones to change conditions, to usher in the kingdom of God and show what it is to be liked, like, and to be that light and salt. And in this case, salt is a preservative, a preservative of the world. And believe me, it's undoubtedly true that as the church goes, so goes the world. Another ideology that hurts us as the people of God, and some of us have adopted this, not all, as I said, is found in 1 Samuel, the 16th chapter. And this is the, the standard that God goes by. Verse 7 in 1 Samuel 16 reads, But the Lord said unto Samuel, and this is when he's anointing, this is when Samuel is going to anoint David to be king, and all uh, of Jesse's sons come before Samuel, before he meets up with David. Verse 7 says, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outer, excuse me, the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. This too has hurt us as a people, because the people of God, as I said, which are we are to be to be, to be light and lead. We are to be that example that everybody else follows. We have adopted this where we look on the outer appearance too. And in this day, let's bring it to today. Because a lot of things have hurt us because uh, of political correctness. Being able to talk right. Or being in the right family. Being a person of power. Status or influence. Who you know. That has hurt us. I know that there have been some presidents that uh, hold to cor political correctness and are good uh, talkers, good orators. And I also know that, you know, our, our former president, President Trump, he was not about political correctness. And his speech wasn't always right. Yet he had the heart of God. He had the heart of God. And because we did not see or, or hear right, or we went by what we saw or heard, it, it was a problem with some people. Yet yeah, that was the heart of God. He was God's representative. And let me tell you why. He made allies with Israel. And God said to Abraham, I will bless those that bless thee, and I will curse those that curse thee. And we saw the difference compared to how it is now in uh, this year, 2022, versus a couple years back. Well, my time is up. I want to finish unwrapping this as far as uh, more representatives and give more examples. But here we are. I thank you for joining me. This is Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B, and until next time, God bless you. I'm a
Thank you for listening to Spirit of Life Ministries, an end-time ministry purpose for revival of the heart toward God, restoration of the soul for the hungry and the lost. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him who hears say, Come, and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Spirit of Life Ministries is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. If you'd like to be a blessing to the ministry, donations can be made through the Giveify app. To contact the ministry, Spirit of Life Ministries can be reached at 414-249-5121. Until next time, thank you and God bless you.